at Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Vox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude. I am your host tonight. We will, uh, in this episode, we are going to be going over our week, well, 14 waiver wire. We are getting into the playoffs now, most leagues that do a three-week playoff or starting week 14 um if your if your league is starting playoffs next week and you have a three-week playoff and your playoffs go into week 17 i am sorry you need to leave that league just just saying uh, i think that leagues uh, this is a little little rant to start it off i think any league that starts or that uh, that has playoffs in week 17 when teams that are have basically sealed it all will only play their stars a little bit especially the ones that have like a first round buy already so um just my two cents um so yeah we're gonna get into the the waiver wire we're gonna start off with uh with some news and notes and kind of go into uh, some of the some of the injuries and some of the devastation that happened on sunday and then uh we will hop into the waiver wire and so, yeah, so why don't we go ahead and get it going? Today's headlines. All right, well, hopping into the headlines, um, why don't we go ahead and start off with this? I hope that, uh, I hope that uh, you guys, if you follow us on the website, skulkingfootball.com, I hope that you guys were able to keep up with all the updates I was trying to, trying to keep everyone updated with on uh, – on the the Kareem Hunt situation, um, I know that uh, for those of you that follow us on um, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, I did my best for those that have been um, DMing us for advice. I did what I could to catch up with you guys um, when the news broke to kind of you know say, hey, go out and get Spencer Ware right now if you can. Um, some of you were a little bit even a little bit ahead of me, so. Uh, um, like I said, you know, we're doing our best to try to help you guys out. Uh, we had, uh, like I said, we had the, um, the website going, I was updating basically whenever I got an update, I posted, uh, reposted to, uh, to the website. Um, Kareem Hunt is not going to play for the rest of the year. He is going to stay on the exempt list. Um, I believe to finish off the season. And then he will be suspended, and I think I'm pretty sure that suspension can't go or may include the playoffs, or even if it doesn't include the playoffs, they'll probably keep him on the exempt list until next season. Um, the the you know the last time that something like this happened was actually um, with uh, Adrian Peterson. I want to say in the 2000 was it 2015 season, 2014 season. And so uh, he was put on the, the exempt list for a couple of weeks before 
uh, he ended up getting uh, getting suspended for the rest of the season. So, um, so that being said, uh, Kareem Hunt is not going to play the rest of the year. So we are going to go ahead and uh, so yeah. So that's that's <laughs> that's basically it there. You you know, Spencer Ware is is a solid pickup. For those of you that are saying, "Oh, that was a terrible pickup," you know, he played so poorly. Uh, the entire Chiefs team played poorly. Let's just put that out there. No one really. I mean, basically, the only one who had a good game in that game was uh, was um, was Thor, <laughs> um, as in Travis Kelsey, um, who just absolutely tore it up in that game. What did he finish with? Let me pull that up again. Twelve for one sixty-eight and two. So, um, just abs- uh, an absolute monster of a game. So, so yeah, so he was really the only one that did anything in that game. So, uh, the, we'll kind of get into more of that as we're going. There's a, a, like, there's some more news going on with the Chiefs. So, uh, so getting into the, the rest of the headlines, now that we've, now that we've covered the, the thing that needed to be covered. Greg Olson, more carnage for the tight end position. Ruptured his plantar fascia tendon in his foot and is poised to end Greg Olson's season. Um, I have on multiple on multiple posts where they have said that it has ended his season. I keep telling everyone, no, you miss you mistyped career. Uh, this is a career-ending injury for Greg Olson. He has had problems with his feet and his ankles um, the last couple years with injuries. He is a couple years younger than me. He's what, 32, 33? Somewhere in there. So um, this is the this is the, the 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 time of a guy's career, especially in football, especially a tight end that's been playing so well for so long. That the hits, um, when they come like this, it's it just kind of snowballs, and it's only going to get worse. So um, Olson has a great uh, career coming as a as a broadcaster. Uh, I listened to the one game that he did. I want to say last year while he was injured. So um, I am uh, I am. I am honestly saying this is the end of Greg Olson's career. This I'm putting it out there. So moving on. Next story. Uh, let's see. Let's scroll up here. Uh, the Packers have fired Mike McCarthy. Um, I had to look. I don't. I can't remember who they actually have as their as their interim. I'm not seeing it right here. I don't next actually have that that directly in front of me. Now, this is a move that obviously needed to be made. Um, he just was not getting along with Aaron Rodgers. And in a league that's quarterback-driven, the management's going to side with the quarterback. Um, now, you can look at the play calling. Play calling hasn't been great. Um, I mean, honestly, everyone's, everyone's been trying to figure out, especially in the fantasy world, why in the world he was not using um, Aaron Jones more often. Um, just his ability to to get the ball in space and to to find holes was uh, was really just I mean amazing, and the fact that he wasn't being used the way he should have been, which could have let's be honest, from there could set up the pass for Aaron Rodgers more. So it wasn't uh, wasn't the really calling games that you know how you would expect. So um, very much very much uh, I think necessary. Surprised that it happened, you know, basically right after the game instead of waiting till Monday. But uh, on, honestly, I think this just shows the Packers' urgency of wanting to make a change so that uh, they're not wasting the last uh, the last of Aaron Rodgers' career. Um, 
Chris Carson dislocated his his index finger. Uh, apparently got it stitched up and said he's fine. Stitch means that it sounds like something broke. Broke the skin. Um, so it was a dislocated finger. This is something to keep an eye on. If he cannot go, being a running back, he obviously needs his hands and needs everything working there. Um, that we will get to in the waiver wire section a little bit later. Definitely something to to watch for and keep an eye on. Uh, 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan said that Matt Breida aggravated his ankle injury during pregame warm-ups on Sunday, played for a little bit, and then made it even worse. And so at this point, I believe they actually said he's not going – he is officially out already for week 14. So um, for all of you James Conner owners who are a little bit worried when he limped off and then they – you know, everyone's talking about his, uh, his leg contusion. Um, that's a bruise. Uh, which can let's you know while someone's like some maybe say well that's just a boo boo, um, you know you play through it. There are different types of contusions, different types of bruises, and so as far as we have seen in reports right now, it is not a problem. It very well likely could be something that he plays through this week against in a juicy matchup against the Oakland Raiders, um, and I think that. Connor would have better luck against the Raiders than Spencer Ware because Connor is a better talent. So something to watch out for. Um, you know, look for Jalen San, uh, Samuels on the, the running back waiver wire just in case. Uh, Panther, oh, here we go. So just some defensive news. Panthers have relieved defensive coach, defensive line coach Brady Hoke and assistant secondary coach, cornerbacks coach. Uh, Jeff Imamura of their duties, and I believe that Ron Rivera has now taken over uh, defensive play calling. That's how bad it's gotten in Carolina. After starting six and two, they have now lost four in a row. Um, for those of you uh, Denver Broncos fans, uh, relatively good news: Chris Harris uh, did fracture his leg, um, his fibula on Sunday, but right now they're saying what it looks like is a kind of a more of like a hairline fracture. They're actually not looking at putting him on IR just in case they do actually make a run and get into the playoffs so that he could possibly be ready then. So good news uh, for the for the Broncos defense. Coach Bill O'Brien said the Texans have yet to decide if they will even activate Dante Foreman from uh, uh, from the physically unable to participate or play list with his Achilles injury. Honestly, I, I told you guys a couple weeks ago, just don't even worry about Foreman at this point. Miller's playing really well. Uh, as we've seen the last couple weeks, he is, he's running the ball pretty decent. So they really don't need, they don't need to rush uh, Foreman back. And honestly, they're playing so well. They've won what? Nine in a row. After starting 0-3, they've won nine in a row now. So, Really, they're playing all right without him. So I, I don't think they're going to, you know, they don't need to rush him back. Uh, the Chiefs expected to sign former running back Charkandrick West. Uh, he even has a chance to back up Spencer Ware on Sunday. This is one of those kind of speculative ads. Um, I don't have him on my list for running backs to add in the waiver wire section, just so you know. This is, you know, he's one that, if you have Spencer Ware, maybe just go ahead and throw him in there just in case. Uh, you know, West knows the playbook, played really well um, as, a, as a pass catching back uh, behind Spencer Ware a couple years ago. So just a name to keep in mind. 
Um, they all the Chiefs also brought in C.J. Anderson for a workout. However, um, as of right now, they are not going to sign C.J. Anderson, but they've I think right now they're keeping him on call just in case they have no just in case they have an injury that they have to deal with. Uh, speaking Monday, Saquon Barkley said his shoulder felt fine. He should be fine and ready to go for this next week. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who came up with a stunning upset over the Packers at home or at Lambeau and were the final straw in uh, Mike McCarthy's tenure there, um, announced that they had to put wide receiver Christian Kirk with a broken foot and Mikey Potty with a knee, both on IR. So that's going to affect the run game even more and uh, the passing game even more than, you know, they were already worse the worst in the league in both spots. So, uh, Sam Darnold is expected to resume practicing in week 14, or sorry, is uh, resume starting in week 14 at Buffalo. That is not the best, um, the best place to, to start back up with Buffalo. Really, the, the Buffalo defense has been absolutely solid all season. Um, and their offense, believe it or not, has actually been playing better the last couple of weeks with Josh Allen. Josh Allen has not been great. He's been, you know, completing passes at less than 50%. However, he's been running the ball all over the field better than even Lamar Jackson at this point. So, um, Kareem Hunt did not get, uh, after getting put on waivers, Kareem Hunt did not get uh, claimed by any teams, which is not surprising. He is a free agent and so, therefore, um, still remains on the exempt list. I don't think anyone's going to sign him this year. I think they're going to wait and see how everything plays out and go from there. They may, he may not even get signed you know, beginning of next year, to be completely honest. So, uh, Jaguars reinstated uh, running back Leonard Fournette from suspension, so he'll be back this next week. Uh, Pete Carroll says that KJ Wright will start running this week. Unclear when he can return with his knee injury. However, I believe the uh, the Seahawks uh, have officially gotten back um, Michael Kedricks after his eight game suspension. So uh, their the their defense is going to get a little bit stronger. And if you know if KJ Wright can come back and get healthy as well, that that defense is going to be even more scary. And I think with the addition of Kedricks and possibly you know once uh, KJ Wright can come back. I think that's only going to help the run defense really all that much more. I mean, they've been middle of the road uh, on the on the pass defense. They gave up 400 yards this last week uh, in pass in pass defense. However, they were running, but they were winning by so much it, it basically forced the hand of the um, of the San Francisco 49ers to just throw the ball all over the place uh, every play. So, um, you know, look at that with you know with you know however you want, but. Uh, they still got a big win. Um, so yeah, oh yeah, and the back to the Matt Breida uh, will not play this next week, week fourteen. He hasn't missed a game since his freshman year of high school. It's quite the uh, quite the list there. Um, Bengals wide receiver AJ Green is expected to go undergo season-ending surgery on the torn ligaments in his toe that will sideline him three to four months. He is, however, expected to make a full recovery and be ready for the OTAs next year so he is done meaning that john ross is going to get a little more playing time and so he is a possible he is a you know, i don't have him on my list he is a how would we put a um 
a speculative ad as well. Uh, John Ross, um, if you don't have him, you know, we'll see for this next year. And if things couldn't get any worse for the um, for the Redskins, Colt McCoy went to the locker room. Uh, turns out he has a broken leg as well. So butt fumble, Mark Sanchez is now the starting quarterback for the Redskins, and their season is just going to continually go down the drain. And that is it. That is it for the news and notes. Um, so why don't we uh, go ahead and switch over to a little waiver wire madness. Waiver Wire Madness. All right. The Waiver Wire Madness is brought to you again by StatRoute. StatRoute, we, uh, we absolutely love this, uh, this stat service. StatRoute.com, uh, to use their, their stats IP, it's just been uh, really a lifesaver for, for me especially, not only for writing articles and, and being able to pull up stats and pulling up um, the history of players and and uh, their kind of their trends against teams, against coaches in certain types of weather, home and away, being able to know those kind of trends to be able to apply them not only to the articles that we produce for you guys, for the waiver wire stuff that, uh, that I've been writing lately, but also for uh, my rankings that I've been putting on, um, uh, doing through Fantasy Pros and, uh, and working through their, their accuracy, um, their accuracy uh, contest. While I'm not officially part of the contest, I'm allowed to, to you know, just see where I'd land. Honestly, the, the weeks that I spend more time really digging into, into stat route and uh, in applying that and what I've learned there into my rankings, the better my rankings are. So um, for the fantasy playoffs, stat route's running a major deal. If you go to statroute.com and sign up for their stats IP and, uh, and upgrade for their <clears throat> to a, a paid subscription, Right now, they're running a deal for the rest of the season. Get the rest of the season for nine dollars. That's I want to say their normal their normal price is like ten to fifteen dollars per month. For the last three to four weeks, it is worth it to pay the nine dollars to uh, to get their stats for the rest of the play for the fantasy playoffs to help out your team. Really, I cannot I cannot um, praise this group enough for what they have done um, in providing these kinds of stats. So again, go to statroute.com. And enter your promo code SkullKingFF Plus. Make sure to add the little plus sign on there, SkullKingFF Plus, and you can get the Stat Routes IP for the playoffs for nine dollars. All right, let's go ahead and move into the waiver wire madness. And uh, to start it off at the quarterback position, someone who has been on here over and over and over and over and over again all year. Baker Mayfield owned in 47.2% of leagues. Now, I know this last week he had a little bit of a rough game um, going up against Houston. He finished with 397 pass yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Uh, however, he played, you know, he's uh, in terms of fantasy scoring. Let me actually pull up his bio. There we go. Baker Mayfield. Uh, it wasn't his best game, 13.9 points. That's actually the lowest uh, point total he has had since playing against the uh, Chargers in Week 6. Um, and, it, you know, I'll be honest, it, it was a little bit of a tough a tough matchup. He, this next week, he is at home, and he gets the Carolina defense, who has been giving up pass yards and, pass, and, and stuff like crazy. Uh, Winston threw all over them in this last game. I mean, let's see what did uh, 
Where's Where's famous Jameis here? Jameis Winston against them threw for two forty nine and two um, was really efficient, and so I think that uh, because Baker actually has a running game behind him, uh, he can uh, he could do even more damage. So again, Baker Mayfield is uh, is the top quarterback ad number two. I am digging deep on this one, and I'm going all the way down to Josh Allen. The last two games, because of his ability to run the ball, Josh Allen, even though he's only thrown for 160 yards in a TD and 231 yards and two TDs and two interceptions, in regular QB scoring with four point per passing touchdown leagues, he has finished with 26 and 28 points because he is running the ball so much. Uh, in uh, week 12, 99 rush yards and a TD, and against Miami, 135 rush yards. He had more rush yards than most running backs. Um, he had almost as many rush yards as Philip Lindsay did this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, Josh Allen, I think because of his ability to run the ball, and, you know, LaShawn McCoy isn't great. Um, he is aging and ha just hasn't been able to do a whole lot. I really think that Josh Allen is is worth an ad at 3.7%. He is available in your league. Let's, unless you're in a two-point two quarter or a two-quarterback league, he's available. So Josh Allen is definitely a name that I'd throw out there. Okay, moving on to the running backs. Theo Riddick, 39.9% uh, of leagues. He, uh, in this last game, uh, eight runs for 32 yards, three catches for 26 yards. Playing uh, in Arizona in Week 14, honestly, they should be able to move the should be able to move the ball all over the Arizona defense. Um, the defense has been okay, but the running defense has not been great. Um, they've been in the the lower half of the league for or lower third of the league in run defense for most of the season. And so, uh, Theo Riddick, especially if um, if Carryon Johnson is still not back, uh, I like Theo Riddick in this next week to have a pretty decent game, especially PPR. He's mainly a PPR guy, um, but he's been getting more targets, and so he is definitely a name to look at. Number two on uh, the running back side is Mr. Rashad Penny. Now, again, we talk, the reason we're talking about Penny is because of the dislocated finger of Chris Carson possibility of him not being able to go this next week and you may be wondering you know why did you why did you skip past mike davis because mike davis had only rushed four times for 10 yards um only four carries for the third straight week has been uh, has been rushing all that well uh penny is actually basically past him right now in the backfield um if you look at uh what penny did in this last game seven carries for 50 uh 65 yards and a touchdown um, really played well in this game and taken over and is showing more of what he can do. Now, I know this next week is not the easiest matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. I believe they're 28th against, uh, um, against running backs in terms of giving up points to running backs in fantasy football. So it's a really tough competition, a really tough contest there. But uh, if Rashad Penny is the, is the running back next week and Carson can't go, um, Rashad Penny you know, be based on volume and how much they run the ball, could be in for a decent game. Uh, <clears throat> because, again, we mainly do PPR leagues. Uh, my number three running back is Ty Montgomery, owned in 13.1% of leagues. 
with Lamar Jackson as the quarterback, uh, Ty Montgomery is running a lot of those kind of little out routes. He's basically taken over Buck Allen's role as the pass catching back. This last week, he had three rushes for 13 yards, seven catches for 42. Really good PPR week. And really, that's where he's going to excel is in PPR. Um, I think that Ty Montgomery is a decent ad, especially in deeper leagues if you need someone. Again, only owned in 13.1% of leagues. I own him in uh, in the, the league of record, the Skulking uh, Listener League, in which I sealed up the number one seed for the playoffs and get a, get a buy this next week, which is nice. And uh, congratulations to Fong also for sealing up a first-round buy, uh, our running back writer. Um, so, yeah, Ty Montgomery, I believe, is a, is a decent ad for PPR leagues, especially if you're dealing with injuries um, or – um, say you had Kareem Hunt and don't have a whole lot of other places to go and you weren't able to get in on Spencer Ware. Uh, the final one, uh, sorry to say, is Justin Jackson, 12.1% owned. Um, I think that he may get more of the run. He may move into more of the running running back role to move Austin Eckler into just the pass catching role. Um, I think they're going to be moved to more of a 50-50 split, to be completely honest. I don't think um, Jackson's going to completely take over for Eckler. But Jackson running 8 for 63 in a TD and then getting a catch for 19 yards. Eckler struggling a little bit in the actual run game. Let's be honest, it's not what he's built for. Um, I think that he is more of the shifty guy that can uh, find space after Melvin Gordon has really been running people over. So um, I don't think Justin Jackson is going to take over, but I think that he is a solid pickup um, to see how things are going to go this next week. To the wide receivers. Two guys from the same team on one and two. Number one, a guy that's been on here almost every week, Chris Godwin, 47.2%. Uh, five for 101 and one this last week. Uh, they get the Saints um, next week, the, the, the Buccaneers do. If, if uh, Deshaun Jackson's hand still isn't right, Chris Godwin could be in for another big game with uh, uh, Mike Evans taking the number one corner. Godwin has big playability. He showed it um, this last week. And so I think that Godwin is a, is a solid add for your lineups. He's on uh, my team in the league of record. Um, number two, Adam Humphreys, 41.1% of leagues, seven catches for 61 yards in a TD. Uh, the two of them, I believe, led the team in targets with nine apiece. And again, they get the Saints next. Adam Humphreys has basically been the safety valve um, over, the, uh, over the middle of the last few weeks. Real quick, let me pull this up just to make sure. Adam Humphreys, over the last few weeks, um, receptions, seven receptions. Okay, so since week eight, seven for 76, eight for 82. They had a couple of small weeks, two for 53, three for 60, then six for 54, and seven for 61. Um, I may actually be able to pull up, if you give me just one second. Here we go. His, uh, his target share. Um, over the last over the last weeks, uh, since week seven, nine targets, ten targets, eight targets, then three, five, six, and nine. Um, and I want to say those those three and five may have been games where Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of how it's gone for Humphreys. I think that uh, Winston is is looking Humphreys' way. And so he has definitely been, I want to say Humphreys has been a, a top uh, wide receiver producer, uh, top 10, uh, I believe, wide receiver producer over the last six weeks uh, 
five touchdowns in the last five weeks as well. So three and three weeks in a row. So he's definitely got to look at to add to your team. Uh, two more uh, wide receivers. Curtis Samuel owned in 12.5% of leagues. Uh, six catches for 88 yards. Also had a run for eight. Um, former running back out of Ohio State. Can run the ball. Can also pass the ball. They're using him and DJ Moore on things like jet sweeps, plus throwing the ball. They're still they're still easing back Devin Funchess into the lineup with his back injury, and I think they're kind of phasing Funchess out. I don't think they re-signed him at the end of the year, and so they may be spending more time looking at Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore as being their one and two. Um, Samuel has played really well the last few weeks, uh, getting either 96 yards and or a touchdown uh, in the last four or five. So he is definitely a solid add uh, as they continue to try to move forward. And then the last one, this is not a chasing points uh, chasing points type of pick. It may sound like it, but it is not. Um, owned in 2.2% of leagues, Dante Pettis. Um, over the last two weeks, seven targets, four catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Then this week, seven catches or seven targets, five catches, 129 yards, and two touchdowns. He is proving his big playability that he had back in uh, at the University of Washington. Um, he's uh, I, I believe this is his rookie season. Uh, the last you know his last two years of college at Washington, he was a big play guy, punt returner, uh, with both God or Goodwin and Garcon having injury issues. Uh, haven't been able to play the last couple of weeks. Dante Pettis has had to step up uh, to take on a major role, and what do you know? He has. He has been growing his receiver this uh, in his rookie season. He's got three touchdowns over the last two weeks. He is going up against Denver next week, which it could be a little bit tougher of a matchup, but it will be at home. And so, um, I think that they get behind enough, like they did this, you know, this last week, and even the week before, that they're going to have to throw the ball. So Dante Pettis could be in for another surprise game this next week. So there's uh, there's my uh, my wide receiver uh, pickups for this week, and real quick, tight end. There, oh, this is so ugly. Um, honestly, again, if we're only looking at players owned in less than fifty percent of leagues, Rhett Ellison owned in two point four percent of leagues, and really the only reason to go for him is if uh, Evan Ingram is out, because even when when Evan Ingram is out. Ellison actually gets more looks than Evan Ingram does when Ingram is in and healthy. Uh, when Ellison is in, is playing because Ingram is injured, Ellison is averaging about three catches for 40 yard, three, 30 or 40 yards. Um, and so in a PPR league, that's what, seven points? You'd take that from a, a, a you know, desperation tight end. Uh, this last week, he had four for 42. And so uh, Ellison is a speculative ad, again, if Ingram is not able to go this next week. And my last guy, Chris Herndon, owning 14.6% of leagues. Uh, he is the top tight end in uh, the offense and basically has become kind of the most consistent receiver for the Jets. Um, went two for 31 this last week and does have a matchup against Buffalo. I know Buffalo's defense, again, as I've said earlier, has played really well this year. Um, however, when he is the going to be the only option, um, he may be able to get a decent um, a decent matchup against a, a couple of tight ends and be able to, uh, you know, at least pick you up serviceable points for this week. All right, that's it for the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast and our waiver wire episode for the first week of the playoffs, NFL Week 14. 
I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to the show. Um, and uh, we, uh, we hope that we're able to continue to provide you um, some, some good advice for the next couple of weeks as we finish off this 2018 fantasy football season. Um, be sure to listen the next couple nights as, or c- next couple days as uh, tomorrow we'll be going over about half the matchups <clears throat> for this next weekend. And then Wednesday night uh, we'll be covering the second half of the uh, matchups for week 14. Uh, again, this has been the Skulking Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you guys later. Hey, Skulking Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skulking Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.